My friends, once again, what a very Merry Christmas, uh, and what a joy it is to gather today with Christians around the entire world. In that first reading, we heard um, that all, all the ends of the earth will behold the salvation of our God. Words in the book of the prophet Isaiah. And how true is this with Christmas? Like, this is it. It actually, what Isaiah said would happen, happens, and it happens with Christmas. That all the ends of the earth see today the salvation of our God. And that salvation of our God is that God himself is made little for our salvation. That God himself becomes one of us. As we prayed in that uh, opening prayer, the collect, uh, he takes upon himself our humanity so that we can share his divinity. Now, at the Mass, you know, there's four different Masses that we can say for Christmas, right? There's the Vigil Mass last night, 4.30. Then there's the Mass during the night that we celebrated at midnight. Then for those who are really brave, and I'll confess I wasn't, there's a Mass at dawn, which if you combine it with a Mass at midnight, it doesn't make for a very Merry Christmas. Um, And then there's this, the Mass during the day. And at the Mass during the day, we read from the beginning of the Gospel of John. So whereas last night we heard about Joseph and we heard about the angels and the shepherds and the manger and all that, uh, for the Mass during the day, the Mass that the majority of people really go to, um, we hear from the beginning, the prologue of the Gospel according to St. John. And it begins, in the beginning was the Word, in principio erat verbum. In the beginning was the Word. That this is, we as Christians, our entire faith basically can be summed up in most, most of our faith can be summed up in this one passage that we read today. Um, we are monotheists. We believe that there is a God, right? So we are theists. We believe that God exists and we believe that God is one. Uh, and that this is, look, if there's no God, there's no Christmas. Sorry to spoil the parade. But um, if there's no God, there's no Christmas. Uh, And so we believe that God exists. And that God is not just um, our one God. We believe is a trinity of persons. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This eternal communion of love. Uh, The second person of the trinity, the Son, is also called the Word. Insofar as the Word proceeds from the Father. So it's as if the Father speaks the Word, part of Him, yet distinct. Um, Really God, but also um, another person. The Father speaks the Word. In the beginning was the Word. We believe that Christ is co-eternal with the Father and consubstantial, we pray in the Creed, consubstantial of the same substance, and co-eternal. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, this beautiful relationship of love between the Father and the Son, and the Word was God. That we believe that Jesus is God, right? The Word was God. Um, That this is the God that we believe in. Uh, And the Word, the Logos in Greek, is the shaper of all of reality. We believe that reality is shaped and made intelligently. 
Uh, and that that is when you make something intelligently, you make it according to a mental image, right? We had here in the church, like a mental image of what our Christmas decorations would look like. And then we made them look like that. Um, and so that's what God did. All of reality was shaped according to the word, the logos. So this is the Trinity. Boom. Mystery number one of our faith. Then what happens? John says, et verbum caro factum est. And the word became flesh. Like that infinite majesty of God. Like the infinite God that created all things. Et verbum caro factum est. And the word became flesh. In fact, we pray this uh, in the creed uh, that by the Holy Spirit, he was incarnate, became flesh. That's what the word incarnate means. Incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. And today, on Christmas, when we pray those words in the creed, rather than bowing like we normally do, we'll all kneel down during those words of the creed. Uh, that's a central part. That's what we celebrate today. That this infinite God that we believe in became one of us. God became one of us out of love for us. He took upon himself our humanity. God became one of us, sharing our humanity. And the word became flesh. Et verbum caro factum est habitavit in nobis. And he made his dwelling. He lived among us. That God becomes one of us. And he sets up his, like, look, if somebody famous lived next door to us, I'd be like, hey, guess what? Like, unfortunately, most famous people are controversial, so I can't even say, can't even use an example, unfortunately. But like, famous person, big celebrity, lives next door, like lives here on Stanley Street in New Britain. Like, how, we brag about that. Guess what? Verbum caro factum est habitavi nobis. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and lived with us. That's the God that we celebrate, that this God came to be one of us, to make his dwelling with us. And that he gave us the power. This is so cool. You know, first we start on a note of tragedy. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. The world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. And unfortunately, we see that this is still in many places the case. That the world, the spirit of the world, the spirit of the world, and the, unfortunately, we see it with Christmas, just the materialism that can build up around Christmas. The spirit of the world does not know the Christ child. Unfortunately, the spirit of the world doesn't know and never will know the true and authentic meaning of Christmas. Not only that, John tells us he came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept it. There's a challenge in Christmas. How have I accepted? The baby Jesus is mine, right? It's my baby Jesus. How have I accepted him in my life? How about, that is a good, you know, that is a great examination of conscience. He came to his own. We are his own people. That's our baby right there. And have we accepted him fully in our lives? But then the promise, and this is the beauty and the mystery of what happens in Christmas, the miraculous exchange. 
But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. Like, holy moly, that's the best Christmas gift we could ever get. God gave us power to those who accept him. He gave power to become children of God. As we accept the Christ child into our lives, he lets us become sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father. It's like he switches with us, still maintaining his sonship. But he gives us the share in that, the admirable commercium, the marvelous exchange of Christmas. He gives us that power to become children of God. The Word became flesh. God became one of us and made his dwelling among us. Now, our call is twofold in this. The first is um, God becomes little so that we can be attracted to him and so that we can rejoice in spending time with him. And that's called interior life. That's a life of prayer. God doesn't want to force us to love him. Rather, God invites us and attracts us. Look, it never ceases to amaze me how helpless babies are, right? Babies are totally helpless. They can do nothing. They can't even hold up their own heads, right? But they attract us um, by being adorable. Like, have you ever met an unadorable baby, right? That's my niece right there, Brinley, making all the noise and trying to compete with me as I'm talking. Like, she's adorable. Yes, she's waving at me now. She's adorable. She is so cute, right? Um, And any other babies that are here in the church, you're cute too, right? In fact, Janet, our office manager, and I have been arguing the last few days because she has a granddaughter, a grandson, the same age as my niece. And so we've been arguing, like, you know, who's cuter? Like, Brinley's cuter. And she's like, no, Tommy's cuter. And we're arguing back and forth. But this is what babies do. They attract us. They attract us by their innocence. They attract us by their um, cuteness. The Christ child doesn't want to force us to love him. In the baby Jesus, God doesn't want to force us to love him. Rather, he wants to attract us. And he wants to attract us to just... Spend time with him in prayer, right? To accept him into our hearts and to spend time with him in prayer. That we should just want, again, when you have, like, when there's babies around, it's like, I want to hold the baby. I want to hold the baby. I want to hold the baby, right? There's a lot of, uh, we just want to spend time with this little thing that can't do anything for itself. Um, We want to just spend time with the, and that's what we should want to do with God. Just spend time with the baby Jesus, Just spend time in prayer with our Lord. Um, Not, you know, with some other motive, right? I'm going to carry this baby around so people think I'm boss or something, right? Like, no. Uh, Rather, I just want to spend time with the Christ child. I just want to be there out of love. God attracts us. He um, draws us in a non-threatening and beautiful and attractive way. God invites us into a relationship with himself. And then our second task is to go and proclaim this message that we believe in a God. In the beginning was the word in principio, erat verbum. And this word became flesh. And that that is the Christ child who loves us and attracts us. God became one of us. So that by sharing in our humanity, all those who accept him 
can share in his divinity. God has given it. We need to go and proclaim this, as John did with the prologue of his gospel, as the author to the letter to the Hebrews did, as all Christians have done throughout the ages, that we go and proclaim the incredible message of Christmas. That we don't need to be afraid of God. God lowers himself so we can feel comfortable in reaching out to him and welcoming him into our lives. And so my friends, at this Christmas, um, let's pray for that grace to fall in love with the baby Jesus, to be attracted to this God, who in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So we, so that all of us who believe in him, can become children of God.